Greetings, programs, and welcome to another episode of Fan Holes Big in Japan. I'm Justin, and I'll be your host. Joining me tonight are two of my fellow Pokemon masters. Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? You teach me, and I'll teach you. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. Hey, it's Mike, and you guys are my best friends in a world we must defend. And I fully expect you guys to cry magical tears of sadness. To bring me back to life in case I die <laughs> during the making of this podcast. Fucking hell. <laughs> Sorry, Scyther doesn't cry. <laughs> what as about long as, we, as long as we as long as we lay the groundwork right here at the beginning, the opening of the podcast, so it won't seem like out of left field when you know after like you know two hours and twenty minutes, then all of a sudden we just decide to cry you back to life. <laughs> As you may have noticed, we are discussing uh, something Pokemon-related on the show. We are discussing Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. Uh, this film has a Japanese release date of July 18th, 1998, and a United States release date of November 6th, 1999. And I'm just going to go ahead and, as Tony might say, I'm going to go ahead and get balls deep in this, and I'm going to give you a very brief and condensed synopsis. And afterwards, we'll jump in and discuss the movie in detail. A group of scientists create a new Pokemon, Mewtwo. 
using DNA from the legendary Pokemon Mew. This creation escapes, but Giovanni of Team Rocket proposes to help Mewtwo develop his powers. After many battles which test his abilities, he escapes. Later, Ash, Misty, and Brock are invited to meet and battle the world's greatest Pokemon trainer. They accept. Arriving on Mewtwo's island after having braved a storm, Ash and crew meet Mewtwo, who states the storm will devastate the world, leaving only Pokemon in its aftermath. Ash challenges Mewtwo, but he and his clones prove superior. Eventually, Mew shows up and battles his clone. The Pokemon battle each other till they are exhausted, but Mew and Mewtwo continue to fight. Ash attempts to intervene and dies in the process. Pikachu attempts to revive Ash, but fails. The tears of the mini Pokemon bring Ash back to life. Mewtwo realizes the error of his ways, and with Mew and his clones depart, but not before erasing the memories of everyone involved. And that is Pokemon, the first movie. Mewtwo strikes back. Now, I know we were talking about this a little bit before the show uh, began, but did you were you guys fans of Pokemon, and did you see this in the theater? I, I was a fan of Pokemon, and I, I did see this in the theater. I I feel like like this was this this brought back a lot of like funny memories to me or whatever because I I suppose like like Mike's like I I don't mean to uh, you know steal his lead but Mike was saying earlier he's like I saw this in the theater and I should be fucking ashamed. Well, I had graduated college, so I was quote unquote <laughs> an adult. I was like you know twenty one and I was like watching Pokemon and like going to the the movie theater to to go watch this movie and everything. And like, you know, so if anybody should be ashamed, it should be fucking me. But I I went and saw this. I, I was into it at the time. And like, I, I had a fun time. And, and I guess what I was trying to share with the other guys before we started the show was I, I think I just got off on the idea of seeing anime in a movie theater, like, because I was sort of freshly being exposed to it and, and kind of actually enjoying it you know like getting into it and everything and you know especially during this time frame like 1999 2000 and everything like this is when i was first sort of dipping my toe into different things whether it was pokemon or dragon ball z and then later on things like cowboy bebop and so on and i think this was probably one of the first anime that I saw in a movie theater. And and given that I was like living in Los Angeles at the time, I mean, I had an opportunity to see a, a great number of films, but I was kind of going back through them, you know, just looking at a list of theatrically released films in the U.S., you know, of anime, and, and seeing like, well, which, which ones of these did I watch? And then I was like seeing what the dates were. And even though I kind of sort of jumbled them all together, I, it does look like, you know, this, you know, November 1999 release date, that's, that's the earliest I could have possibly seen a film. And then the other funny thing was I was, I was messing around with Google Maps because I was like, I was pretty sure I saw this in Westwood, Los Angeles, like, that's my memory of it, but I know I didn't see it at, like, the, the Bruin, or the, 
the the big I'm trying to think of the other theater now, but like there 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 was the one we saw like the Phantom Menace at and everything like you know and so it's like I know it wasn't at one of the big ones it was at one of the smaller ones so if I had to guess because I was like looking around Google Maps and I'm like wait that theater's not there anymore you know and I'm like I'm like sort of you know like I'm driving a car but on my computer or whatever just like kind of scanning around and stuff like that and then I I noticed like the landmark Regent was one of the smaller theaters and it's like right next to a bar and everything so I was like I think I feel like maybe I watched it there because I remember it was not exactly the biggest theater you know but but it was playing there so I'm pretty sure that's where I saw it so I, I have the the distinct memory I mean you know I'm not really eidetic when it comes to stuff like this all the time but I was trying to dredge up like personal kind of you know stories related to going to see this in the theater and everything and yeah i was i I was watching the the anime like i remember i, I i'm trying to remember exactly how i came to it but i mean i remember buying like like three packs of vhs tapes at maybe like costco or something you know and like trying to catch up or get into the series that way and then i think by this point i was probably you know, I don't know, TiVoing or so, something like that and, and watching the series that way. And I think at this point it was like, you know, Kids WB like five days a week and stuff. And there was always something new on. And like the, the thing I remember about this was, and, and I don't think this was true for for people in Japan, because when I was reading up on it, they seemed to say that because of that, Remember the whole incident where there was the episode where everybody had, like, epileptic seizures and all that kind of stuff, and it was, like, a big deal in the news? Like, apparently, like, that, because that happened, the episodes of the TV series that featured Mewtwo, like, the, the lead-in to this movie, like, there were, there was, like, three episodes that had, like, little sort of cameos and tie-ins to this film, and... Like, apparently those were delayed because of that incident in Japan. But here, I, I double-checked, and as far as I can tell, like, those episodes all aired in September of 1999, all the, the dub episodes on the Kids WB. And so by the time you would have seen this film in November, I mean, it would have been, like, maybe a week or two later, you were sort of reliving, like, you're like, oh, dude, I remember that, that dude with the armor that was, like, busting out of, you know, the Team Rocket, like, headquarters and everything, and, like, I get how this all ties in and stuff, and I, I remember thinking that was really neat, because you, you had these moments where, you know, Mewtwo was, was all armored up and had these cameos and stuff in the actual series, so I, I thought that was really sweet. What about you, Mike? Were you a fan, and, and did you watch this in the theater? Yeah, um, I, I was a fan of the show, and probably the video game and the card game. And um, when I said, like, I remember going to see this with some friends, and like maybe like the first week. And when I said I was, I, I remember my memories fill me with a certain degree of embarrassment. It's because, like, I was, I was really getting into anime, like Derek was at this time, and like I thought I was like king shit otaku, like probably around this point. So. Like, I have memories of me and my friends, like, waiting in line for this movie. And, like, I think they were all a little embarrassed because it was mostly, like, parents with their kids. And, like, we, I was there and I was, like, I was, like I said, I was, like, King Shit Otaku. And I'm, like, it's not called the first movie. It's called Mewtwo Strikes Back in Japan. Like, 
Like, I, I was just all about that. So, like, I thought I was, like, super cool and all that. But, in fact, I, w- I, I thought I was hot. But, in fact, I was not. <laughs> when you say that i think of like you know when conan o'brien did his like nerd impersonation like that's what i think of. yeah that's like, pretty much i was i was probably just like that like but, um, mm, that is not the alakazam yeah <laughs> exactly yeah i was i was kind of like that I, I i'm pretty sure when we were watching it in the theaters when there were mistakes i'd be like that's not right you got it wrong like what the fuck man well clearly i didn't say what the fuck man but yeah were no, you, but uh, were, you, were you going on about how Jesse and James are not Jesse and James? And you're like, that is Musashi and Kojiro, not <laughs> Jesse and James. Thank you. Ash, his name is Satoshi. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> no, but uh, no, I mean, like, we watched it, and I think. Like the ones like we were all mostly into anime, but I think a couple of my friends weren't really into Pokemon. But like like you said, Derek, they were probably enticed by the appeal of seeing like anime on a big screen or whatever. But I think like once like Pikachu, like I think we we didn't mention it, but like this movie in theaters like let off with like a sort of animated short called like what was it Pikachu's Vacation or something? Yeah. So like once that came on, everyone was kind of like, you know the people in my party were kind of like, what the hell is this? And like, I was like, it's just like a quick, you know, funny thing before the main thing. And then, then you're going to see some serious shit probably like, yeah. Like, dude, me, and, you, you too was some serious shit. As yeah. Far as like the first, the first, yeah, the first 10 minutes are pretty, is pretty serious shit. Yeah. Like, but. like, I don't know. I don't know if this is worth bringing up, but like, it was funny cause I was looking at like all this sort of critical sort of lambasting that this film gets, you know, and like, it's like, it's got a 14% on rotten tomatoes. And like, there are all these like quotes about like, unless you are a child, you will be utterly bored to tears. Cause this movie has no merit whatsoever or whatever. Like, you know, it's some, some really like hard biting kind of, you know, quote or whatever but i kind of feel like i kind of feel like you know russell crowe in the the time magazine interview i always bring up to you guys where he's like you know fuck rotten tomatoes yeah no i mean it, the movie is definitely not shit like and i i think we were all kind of like uncomfortable at the end where they started going into like what what they had to put in there clearly to appease the parents or you know the to get a G, I think they said it they had to add all that like anti fighting dialogue to get a G rating or something. Well, yeah, it's kind of so. funny because you 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 have that added in to the end, but like even disregarding like Pikachu's vacation, like even the opening scene when they play like sort of the top of the pop version of the Pokemon theme song where they're, you know, on that little grassy knoll and that, that, you know, lame dude's like, hey man, are you Ash Ketchum? Like, I totally want to, like, challenge you to a Poke match, you know, and then they start busting out the song and everything and then he, he starts fighting with them. Like, all I could think of is, like, if you've got that notion in the back of your head that, like, oh dude, fighting is wrong, man, and we've all got to, like, get along and work together i'm like dude pikachu fucking annihilates all those like pokemon <laughs> at the end where where he come i mean it's like squirtle and 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 bulbasaur like they kick that 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 surfer looking dude's 
Pokemon's butts, you know, in the, in the first couple minutes. But then at the end, they all try to, like, gang pile, I guess, Squirtle and Bulbasaur. And then he sends out, like, Pikachu. Pikachu's like, Pikachu! And he fucking electrocutes, like, all of them. So I'm just like, come on, you can't... I mean, it's like, it's not like they're... Uh, clearly they're being used for for violence, you know, so you can't really yeah. hide that. Yeah, know, it's, it's pretty... Yeah. You know, dub lines or whatever. I remember in, during that fight, I remember, I'm, I'm sure I said it in the actual theater to my friends, but I'm like, what? Golem's a ground type. Like, Pikachu's Thunderbolt shouldn't be able to work on him. Yeah, it, it's stuff like that that I'd probably embarrassed myself with. I, I don't know if I would have called you out on it, but I think... I think th- those are the kind of things like where I never gave a shit about that because I was never really into the card game or the the video game aspect of this franchise. So to me, I was just like, dude, like Ash and Pikachu win because they're the main fucking characters, dude. Like, <laughs> fuck your ground type doesn't affect shit. Like, fuck that. You know, like I I never really cared about that, but I mean, you know, I get it. Like. But yeah, like I, otherwise, you know, like I, I was into Pokemon for a good maybe solid year. Like I, I watched the show, I played the card game, you know, I played the video games. But eventually, it just kind of faded off, and now it's you know, it's basically in my in my back pocket of interests. What about you, Justin? Did you did you see this in the movie theaters or? Uh, I did. Your, yeah. Um, my brother. He was at that right age where it hit him, and it you know it hit him so hard. There's a big age difference between my brother and me, and you know I've talked about this many times on the show, but like I credit him for getting me into stuff like Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z. He also got me into Pokemon because I mean he was heavily like you know as I said before, like Tony would say, like he was balls deep into it, every aspect of it, like the video games, the card game. The TV show, I mean, he had, he had all these, like, magazines that would, like, talk about, you know, tactics to use, and it would have, like, you know, some kind of fold-out poster of all 150 Pokemon or whatever. And I kind of got into it, too, you know. I like I liked playing the video games, and I like watching the, the animated series with him. But uh, I I probably would have been 15 or 16 when this movie came out, and I was like, I was just like, yeah, sure, I'll go. I didn't feel bad about it. I think my mom tried to make me feel bad about it because she was like oh you're you're going to but this is like for little kids and i was like no i'm going so i went and watched it i like it from like from what mike is describing it sounds like mike and my brother like would have got along famously during this time period because like <laughs> my, my brother was like doing doing exactly what mike's describing he was like that's not alakazam and you know he was pointing out like all these mistakes and stuff he's like no like they're different types and this would have worked. That would have worked. I'm just like, I'm just like, be cool, man. Like, step fun with it. Uh, before we like get into like the meat of the movie, I have like just one more question for you guys. Do you have a favorite Pokemon? Yeah, as my avatar might indicate. And the reason I was so upset with that error in the movie is Scyther is my favorite Pokemon. And, they and like. Them up. Yeah, and they, they totally <laughs> fucked him up, yeah. They couldn't even identify him when he was in silhouette. Like, I feel like that YouTube video I showed you guys, you know, it's Pikachu! Oh, <laughs> god damn it! <laughs> yeah. I think for me, I'm gonna go with Psyduck. I love fucking Psyduck. And maybe as an honorable mention, because I know me and Justin have a lot of fun with this, uh, probably Wabafet. So I think Psyduck and Wobbuffet are probably 
some of my favorites. Yeah, I, I was going to keep mine a secret because he doesn't show up until you know several movies from now, and, and we're just kind of discussing the movies. But uh, but yes, my my favorite Pokemon is not in this film, and my my favorite Pokemon is Wabafet. <laughs> I love him. Like he, I mean, I'm I'm a like you know grown ass man. I'm 34. If you go to my house, you will see at least two like giant plush Wabafets. And a little tiny, like, plastic version, too. So, like, I, I genuinely, like, love that guy. And I think a lot of it, I think a lot of it comes from, like, playing, like, Super Smash Brothers because he was the nat. He was just so. He was like, the punching bag, yeah. Yeah. And I just love, like, his smile and his, you know, just the way he says his Pokemon uh, name. He's just, you know, so enthusiastic about it. I was just like, man, he's cool. <laughs> My brother would be like, no, he's useless in the game. He sucks. I'm like, don't you say that. <laughs> No, he kind of reminds, like, it's funny that you say that, because, like, he kind of reminds me of Majin Buu, and I know you like Majin Buu, yeah. too. But, yeah, I, I have a little Scyther, like, plastic figure on my, like, on my little, on top of my bookcase with a bunch of other, like, of my favorite characters. So, yeah. I, I remember when I was getting into it, I did two things. Like, I had a, I had, like, I guess an electronic Pikachu. I mean, it was it was not very big, but it was, you know, probably, like, two or three inches, but I guess you stuck in the little battery and it made, you know, the electric and Pika noises and stuff like that. And then I think what actually survived the Great Purge, if I go looking for it, besides the the plush Haro ball that I have from my Gundam days, I have a plush Pikachu. So, and I know that's that's still somewhere in a little plastic bin somewhere out there in the garage. So those were some of the things that, that I was you know, keen on or whatever. So, I think you you briefly touched on this, Derek. But you know, as you mentioned, like this movie did kind of like tie into the animated series with a couple episodes. Like it was, it was kind of like an ongoing thread they would pick up where you would see like, you know, Mew escape from Giovanni or like Mewtwo like fighting Gary's Pokemon or something. And yeah, this, yeah. This thread kind of like picked that up. And like what I didn't know until like I was doing research for this was like. The series was intended to end, and this was going to be like the grand finale. But like, I uh, guess because it was so, because it was such like a huge phenomenon, they like quickly you know changed their plans and had to like you know rewrite the movie and the series a little bit. Huh, interesting. Yeah, I had no idea about that. Like, I I just remember kind of you know being in the 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 ground floor because I I sort of had to do research to remember I I had vague memories in the back of my head where I was like dude I remember like there was totally like little sort of prequel tie-ins to this film you know where Mewtwo had cameos and stuff and it was the the battle of the badge it's Mr Mime time and showdown at the Poke Corral were the episodes and they were like in the sixties and and like that's you know some some of them like used animation and scenes like straight from the movie and some of them had it from like different you know different perspectives where the same event happened you know whether it was you know team rockets base blowing up and Mewtwo flying away and escaping to go do his you know master plan in this film or like you know what you're talking about when like Gary Oak shows up it's like Gary Gary he's our man and then he gets his ass kicked by Giovanni because he busts out like the Mewtwo and the the armor and everything, and he just levitates those guys and fucks them up and everything. But yeah, I always thought Mewtwo was pretty badass. I mean, in that that opening scene, you know, he he basically once he finds out he's being sort of he, he he's just considered 
the fruits of an experimentation kind of test. You know, he just basically blows up the scientist's lab and is like, I'm going to be my own dude. You know, even though I guess Giovanni kind of coaxes him into sort of laying low for a little bit and, and, and you know, he, he sort of tries to tempt him by saying, oh, well, we'll be equal partners. But eventually that seems to fall by the wayside. And then, of course, he goes off to do do his own kind of, you know, master plan of cloning all the, the Pokemon and, and becoming like ruler of the world, stuff like that. But I, I always thought Mewtwo was pretty awesome. Yeah, he definitely has a, like a presence in this movie. And um, I know I forgot the guy's name, but the guy who voices him is the guy who also voices uh, what's his name? Uh, Yugi or the uh, Pharaoh or okay. whatever. And yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh. So like he definitely has like a menacing, like, you know, deep voice. Yeah, and yeah. I think since he's like psychic, they don't even have to animate his mouth moving, so it's kind of you know. Yeah, that that uh, was something that's probably advantageous being a being a voice actor and not having to match any lip flaps. You probably get a you know just that that tad more extra yeah. creative liberty and freedom when you're when you're doing your line readings and stuff. I can like I can remember like in the theater like there was a real like tension like when those first scenes were happening when Mewtwo basically, you know, blows up the the lab and stuff. And clearly, like, those scientists probably died and stuff. So I, I feel like some I could tell that some of the parents were a little uneasy because you went from, like, Pikachu's vacation to that. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, though, because maybe, maybe that was also a carefully orchestrated decision because, you know, one, like, I, I feel like, and, and this is something we've probably talked about before, but that American audiences aren't used to having like a, a 50, 60 minute animated piece being treated as like a movie length, you know, like, in other words, you, you go and spend your, you know, whatever it was at the time, you know, your, your five bucks or your seven bucks or whatever it was for the ticket, you know, and, and then, you know, like, you're, you're like, dude, all I get is like 60 minutes. What a jip. So it's like, Part of that is, you know, the studio's going, oh, hey, well, if we put this little animated short before it, then it'll, you know, bump it up to like a 70-minute, 90-minute film, and then people won't feel gypped for, you know, going to, to watch this movie. But then again, what you're talking about, the, the way the film opens with such a, I don't, you know, I, it's kind of bleak, and it's also, you know, like you're saying, it's violent and also kind of, you know... it's still Pokemon, but it it does err on that side of, you know, it's more on the Akira side of things than on the Pikachu's vacation side of things. You know what I mean? So like you, you, you lead off with the Pikachu vacation where everybody's kind of like, yay, everything's like happy and whatever. And then, and then you slowly ease them into the, you know, I'm a science experiment gone horribly wrong. And, you know, like, I'm going to blow you all up and rule the world. And everything's on fire, you know. Well, you know what's interesting? Do you guys, like, know that there's, like, ten minutes chopped out of this movie that were in the Japanese version? Like, Mewtwo's, like, origin story is originally, like, a lot more, like, involved and complex. And, like, maybe it's about twice as long as what, what is shown in the, like, English dub. And... It kind of it involves like um, the scientist who created him was trying to clone like cure some disease his daughter had, and I, I forgot how it gets into cloning. But like the Mewtwo, like Mew, doesn't, you, doesn't he try to clone his 
daughter or something? Yeah, like something like that. And then the like the, the kid dies and that like traumatizes Mewtwo and then like he's put into stasis or something. So I guess they figured that was even more like over the line, like morose and like bleak and too too heavy for I, you I know think whatever. They, they they said I mean I I'm not really familiar with I, I've never seen the Japanese language version. Like I don't even know if it's like easily available or subtitled or whatever but like I, i've never seen the the japanese language version of mewtwo strikes back but from what i could gather from from reading descriptions of of the differences between mewtwo's backstory and everything it also seemed like the the english producers wanted it to be pretty cut and dry like mewtwo's the bad guy you know, Ash and Pikachu and all your regular cast of characters are the heroes. Whereas I guess, you know, the, the takeaway from the extra moments in the Japanese language version is Mewtwo was more of a sympathetic type character, you know, kind of like the whole, you know, Mr. Freeze on Batman, the animated series where you're like, Oh, I kind of feel bad for this guy. I can see his point of view and, you know, like he's not all bad type thing. Like there's, there's some empathy for the character. And I think, I think, their purpose in excising those extra beats were to, you know, eliminate that, you know, where it's like, okay, like, it's not like you feel bad for Mewtwo per se, you know, he just seems like a guy like, yeah. like, I, you think I'm an experiment? I'm going to kill you all. Fuck you. Goodbye. You know, and you're just like, okay, that's it. You know, like, you know, he's, he's, he's pretty straightforward. He's got a plot, you know, he's going to try to take over the world and, and, and then you, you're not sitting there kind of going, well, he's kind of got a point, you know, like, you know, so. Yeah. What, what Mike's talking about is, uh, it's, it's kind of a prelude. It's about 10 minutes. It's called origin of Mewtwo. And like Mike, you know, like Mike said, it's about the scientist who, is developing well his main goal is to basically bring back his daughter who died but he's also like you know doing cloning like with pokemon like he has clones of like you know charmander bulbasaur and squirtle and mewtwo and it, it goes into like this kind of like i don't know like this kind of like akira like mental complex where like this you know the clone of this girl her name's amber or in the movie they call her you know amber too because she's a clone like you know, she's she's like basically telling you to what everything is because he's like, you know, what are Pokemon? What are feelings? What's this? What's this? And she's like, oh, like, you know, hey, dummy, you're a Pokemon. But like it it is like very, very sad because at the end, the Pokemon clones, aside from you two, like they start to just kind of dissolve. And Mewtwo's like, what's going on? What's happening? And Amber's just like, oh, it's our time. We're we're going now. And she starts to fade too. And he gets like really upset. And he starts to cry. He's like, no, you can't go. Like I'll I'll be all alone. And she fades. And you know, like her her clone essence dies. And like that's kind of how that little prelude ends. But like it's very well animated. Like I was kind of like, you know, kind of struck by that. I was just like, wow, like this this looks really good. I mean, it's been cleaned up for Blu-ray, of course. Like I I read that this. This was restored to like the video releases later on, but like it, it, you know, it looks really good and it is like very, you know, very sad. Like you kind of like it hits you in the feels, I guess. You know, as 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 Mike would say, like you you definitely feel bad for Mewtwo because like he, you know, as as a baby Mewtwo, like he had these friends and they were like you know learning about things and flying through the air, and all of a sudden they like fade away and die, and he's left all alone in this you know vat of water or whatever. 
That's interesting because I, I I saw where they said they they remastered this film and everything and the the kind of extra stuff that you guys are talking about. Like I did get the the American I guess Blu-ray for this. You know, like the Warner released Blu-ray where it's got like you know the first three movies, which includes like Mewtwo Strikes Back and everything. And I mean it it, it looks fine, but I mean it's it's pretty bare bones. I mean it's just. It's just Mewtwo Strikes Back, and it's it doesn't have any... You know, it's not like, I guess, what we're, quote-unquote, spoiled or used to today, where, you know, you get Godzilla films where you have the option of, you know, the dub track or the international language track or the actual, you know, Japanese language with subtitles, and you can see, you know, different versions of the film and all that kind of good stuff. It's like, this is just kind of the Americanized release period, then that's kind of all you get, you know? So, I mean, it, you know, it's not, it's not bad, but it's just kind of, kind of bare bones, I guess. If, if anybody was, you know, kind of curious about, you know, the, the stateside Blu-ray release, you know, we briefly touched on this, but do you guys have anything to say about the whole fighting is wrong? Even though the core concept of our series is fighting. Like, do you guys have anything to say about that? Yeah, like, I, that was kind of, I guess, like, even back then, I kind of noticed, I was like, hey, that doesn't make sense, like, <laughs> but I, I just, I probably assumed it was, like, because at, at this point, I was probably, like, big into, like, oh, that Funimation dub of Dragon Ball Z is crap, and they add in all this stupid shit, and I, I was probably, like, big on that, where... You were, like, you were big on... You were big on like the ass wipe subs. Yeah, I was probably <laughs> like, "This is dumb." Like, this is dumb. Like, uh, yeah, English shit that wasn't in the cool Japanese version. Well, it's, or whatever. It's, it's yeah, probably. I mean, that as much of a you know embarrassment otaku moment as that is. I mean, that's probably more legitimate in this case that it was yeah. actually purposely mistranslated. You know, a an American audience, you know, like yeah. it's, it's not like, it's not like the original dialogue, the intent was that like, oh dude, fighting's is wrong and everything, you know, like, I mean, you, you sort of get the point, like that they're, they're supposed to be identical, but yet they're not equal, you know, and that's, that's kind of the gist of what's going on in the Japanese language version. But, you know, in this, it's, it's more about, you know, the, the whole, you know, but why are you slapping yourself, dude? Like, you know, it's funny. Like when I was watching this again, I mean, you guys, you guys probably won't know the skit or whatever, but I, I keep thinking of a state from, from the skit where there are like all these teachers in the, the break room or whatever. And the, the whole gist is like, they're like horrible, awful teachers. And they're talking shit about like all the students and everything. And like, you know, one student comes in and of course it's an adult, you know, playing like he's a, you know, a little kid going, oh, you know, Miss Teacher, like, these flowers are for you. You helped me, like, get into the best college or whatever. And they're like, oh, that's so sweet, Jimmy. You know, and then once he leaves, they all start making fun of him anyway. You know, like, and that's that's kind of the gag. But I remember, like, one of them, they were talking about, you know, I don't know, some student that was, like, trying to, like, you know, commit suicide or kill themselves or whatever. And, and he's just like, stop hitting yourself. I don't care. Go ahead. Do whatever the fuck you want. You know? And like, all I could think of when I was seeing like the, the Pikachu stuff was like, you know, like, it's like, it's like, why are you hitting yourself, Pikachu? Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> I don't care. Hit yourself. You know, like, I don't give a shit, you know, but yeah. The only thing I thought was weird about it was it's like everyone learns a very valuable lesson 
and then Mewtwo makes them forget, so they learn nothing, really. I always thought <laughs> exactly, that was Exactly, yep. He, he, he mind-wipes them, so nobody learns shit. I like, like, Nurse Joy is like, Pokemon aren't meant to fight? Like, not like <laughs> this. And I was like, well, like what then? Like, because this is pretty tame, actually, well, compared maybe, to... Maybe, maybe that's the explanation, though. Like, maybe that's why they all go back to fighting the next day, and the, the, the anime keeps running for, like, 500 more seasons, because... They all got mind wiped, so they didn't learn the lesson that fighting is wrong. He's like, they they're not. It. They're not meant to fight with like their teeth and claws. They're meant to use flamethrowers <laughs> and like <laughs> and like stab each other. They only they only electrocute each other when you get little little black soot on your face. Like not electrocute to death. Gosh, it's like. <laughs> Alan Moore's Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> That movie was rubbish. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. uh, the one thing that made not to change the subject in case you guys have anything more to say about fighting is wrong, but uh, one thing that made me laugh about uh, this movie rewatching it is that one foreign lady sounding lady, like in the Poker Center at the beginning, who was just there to like give them like the legend of the Pokemon oh, tier okay, or whatever. Okay. She's like, you know, if Pokemon cry, then blah, 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 blah. I don't know. He's Bratva. Like, I, don't know what... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I'm, I, I feel like, you know, I, I was kind of like, I'm sorry. I didn't get your name. Like, who are you? And like, <laughs> <laughs> who are you? And what are you doing here? Like, I work for Bratva. Me and I, I, Oliver, Brat... we need to go get Togepi and bring them back so we all can be brothers. But yeah, I, I remember, um, like I said earlier, I remember saying, um, it's like when all the Pokemon are getting cloned, like a silhouette of Scyther shows up on the screen and Team Rocket is like, that's Alakazam. And I was like, no, it isn't. And then um, I forgot. Um, I think one of the other trainers calls his Pidgeot Pidgeotto, which is like the lower like evolved form. Yeah. And then there was like one other error where, um, oh, uh, they call Sand Slash Sand True. And, and I like I picked up on all of those because I was like a Poke Master at that time. Yeah. So I was like, that's the wrong name. I think I think that was always my argument. Like it's either I either go to like Pokemon or dinosaurs or whatever because I, you know I remember people would always get into these fights over I guess like how insular comic books can be and like how are you supposed to know all these characters and all that other shit and my my thing was always you know because I was always a big Legion of Superheroes fan and you know sometimes people would be like well how can people get into the Legion man there's so many different characters but I was like well shit if you're really into it. You know, like you, like you, like all the kids that were into Pokemon, or when I was a little kid, I was like super into dinosaurs. You know, I read all these fucking books, and I knew, you know, what dinosaur was what name, and I, you know, I just learned it, you know, because I had a passion for it and was interested in it. So, like, my, I, I always think that's kind of like a bogus excuse. You know, it's like if people like something, whether it's yeah. Pokemon or the Legion of Superheroes or, or X Men or whatever, you know, like, like they'll they'll you know, take the time to, to learn all the characters' names and powers and all that other stuff, you know? So, I mean, I, I always yeah. thought that was kind of the case with this, because if you, you know, obviously, like, that, you know, I think me, I, I learned most of what I learned from watching the show, but like Mike was saying, you know, there's the card games and the, the video games and, and all kinds of stuff where people had the opportunity to, 
you know, become passionate about whatever, whatever version or, you know, form of entertainment that they were exposed to this franchise with. And, and then it became, you know, part of your sort of lexicon or day-to-day kind of, you know, entertainment knowledge, I guess. Do you want to talk about like Team Rocket at all? I love Team Rocket. Yeah, I, I like Team Rocket. I mean, they're they're pretty funny in this. I mean, I, I mean, they usually are, but I mean, I I mean, you know, despite them being sort of the brunt of criticism, where it's like, dude, you got the the Pokemon's name wrong, dude, you know. But it's like, you know, they're 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 meant to be sort of comic relief, and yeah, they're also the the sort of lightweight antagonists of the series. So like, they it's almost like they're 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 contractually obligated to make an appearance, but yet they, you know, as opposed to somebody like say Giovanni or or even Mewtwo in this case, like they are kind of protagonists that have some weight where there's a significant amount of maybe peril and or you know stakes involved. Like I I don't I don't think you ever feel like Ash or Pikachu or misty or brock or any of those guys are ever in peril when when team rocket shows up i mean that's that's kind of the joke right? like, <laughs> me, me and my me and my friends used to have a joke where they're like what if like one time like jesse and james just took out a pair of pistols and stuff and like give us your pokemon like, do it <laughs> like, give us the, give us the free pokemon like, i remember being I think in 11th grade, and I, at this time, like, I was still, you know, into Pokemon, and, like, one of my good friends, like, he was he was heavily into the, the video games, and we would sometimes, like, play it or whatever. But anyway, uh, we had, like, this kind of a long walk to, to our class, our first period class, and I don't know how I got started, but it became, like, a habit, like, every day, like, we would do the Team Rocket mo- uh, motto. For a while, people would, like, give us the weirdest looks, because they would be like, what? What, why are you guys saying this Pokemon thing? But then, like after a while, people, people got people got used to it. So like I, because of that, because of like saying that motto for almost, you know, a year, you know, five days a week. Like I have like the motto still drilled into my brain. Yeah, like it, it's fun to say. I mean, it's 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 lyrically pleasing. I mean, like me and my cousins used to do it too. Yeah. It's funny how they, I, I mean, I guess I didn't stick with Pokemon long enough, like kind of how Mike was saying, like it, it, it had a big priority at some point, but then it sort of, you know, faded over time or whatever. But it seems like they, as they continued the series, they even had more fun creating like different variations of that, you know, motto as they, they kept delivering it over the years and stuff like that. So it wasn't you know, sometimes like, you know, kind of like the Simpsons intro where, you know, there's a different thing on the couch every week, you know, it's like, there's, there's a couple little nuances and variances in some of the, you know, meow, that's right. And then, you know, it's like, wow, you know, like those kind of differences where it's like, it's not a hundred percent the same all the time. Yeah. I, I guess I would probably say like my interest in the series definitely comes in like ebbs and flows. Like, I, I don't watch the the cartoon series anymore, and I haven't seen like the last four or five films. I don't think, but like I, whenever there was a film, I would usually sit down and watch it. Like, like I remember like the first uh, apartment I lived in and had the internet. I don't know how, but somehow I like found a, somewhere online where you could like watch you know anime anime films or whatever. And I was I was just like scanning through, and I was like, whoa, they've got like every Pokemon movie ever released. 
And like I just started, I just sat down and started watching the first movie, and then I watched the second one, and then I watched the third. And like my roommate and his girlfriend came out, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna go eat. You want anything?" I was like, "Uh, no." And then they they like they were gone for like four or five hours, and they came back, and they my roommate was like, "You're still at the computer, and you're still watching Pokemon movies." <laughs> It's like, how many of these things are there? I was like, I don't know, but like, I'm like, I'm Pokemon, I'm like in the zone now, just like, you know, <laughs> like, that's all I did for that entire day was just sit there and watch Pokemon movies. You're like, like, you're like Richard Boom. I don't know! <laughs> he was like, I'm, I'm worried about you. He's like, let's go outside and play. I was like, I've got two more movies left to watch, man. Don't take me away now. I think I've only seen the first three movies, and then uh, like I watched that Mewtwo Returns special or or whatever. So I, I think I that was. I, I'm trying to remember if I watched that or not. I don't think so. Like I I know I've seen like probably the first two or three Pokemon movies, and I know I've I've at least seen like all the Indigo League anime stuff. Um, and then I I feel like I think. Justin, you got me to watch. There, there was some movie that was like way after my time. It felt like, but it was. What's that like? The the blue like wild Pokemon they were trying to find in one of those movies. I don't oh, know. Lucario. Lucario. Yeah, I think I think you you mentioned that, and somebody else mentioned that. I I forget, or maybe like one of my buddies mentioned that too, and like it, maybe it was a combination of things. And I I remember watching that like just because it came up a bunch but other than that i can't i i mean you know like i i don't think i kept up with it uh you know kind of like what mike's saying maybe after the indigo league and the first like two or three movies i i think it may have told this story um but like when super smash brothers brawl came out like i was really into that like i bought it at midnight and everything and after a while with playing with the different characters i discovered like i was pretty good with lucario and pretty good became really good and eventually like because we would have like these like kind of impromptu tournaments at my apartment on the weekends like everyone kind of like came together and was like okay we'll have a, a smash brothers tournament but Barbara can't use Lucario at all. Like it, <laughs> it got to be like that bad. I know. I think Derek shares this with me, but I, I, I am often whenever I play Smash Brothers with a group of people, I am often uh, uh, chastised for repeated my strategy of repeatedly using the Shazam bolt with Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pika! Just jumping, like randomly jumping around the stage, just calling it down repeatedly. Chica! Yeah. Yeah, like my, my brother was always like really, really good with Pikachu. But it, it's funny you guys mentioned like you've only seen the first maybe two or three films because it is my intent to make you guys watch every movie awesome. just as I did that day <laughs> when my roommate was worried about my sanity. Awesome, awesome. Well, join I, join I, me on this crazy ride. I've got I've got that Blu-ray with the the first three films, so I'm I'm good up to that point. You know you know what shocked me though was the there's a Blu-ray with like four I guess films on them or whatever, but I guess like that's like out of print and like super rare or something like the Blu-ray version of it. I'm sure like you could get the DVD with all four films for like five bucks or something stupid, but like the blu-ray for whatever reason like i was like looking online and it was like you know from like you know 60 to 130 bucks and i was just like what like it's so crazy 
Justin, did you have you played a game and raised like six Pokemon to like level one hundred? Mm, I don't think so. Like I like the last one I played like to that extent was like Silver, I think, which was like the second game, which is which would still go on my list of like best sequels to video games like ever because it contained like the whole first game too inside it as well as like the new game. But um, like I remember it like oh, I I spent so much time on that team. And like I raised like all six of them to level one hundred. I gave them all like like super items that I like liked, and the items worked in conjunction with the moves I picked. And I only ever got to play it against like two of my friends, and then like they stopped playing. And that was before there was like online play. So like I had this awesome team, and I barely ever got to use them. But I I think the last game I was that into was probably crystal like i remember playing crystal like almost constantly but i don't think i ever you know got that far into it as you did well it's fun like what i did was i picked like since scyther was like my favorite like his evolved form scissor was like the point man for that team and like he'd lead like I'd lead off the match with him and what I do, which would which pretty much made my friends, I think, quit playing me because it was such a good strategy was uh, he had double team, which ups like scissors and evasion. And I just double team to max until like you had like a 10 percent chance of hitting him. And I just like <laughs> I, I would be able to like wipe out their entire team with just scissor, basically. So. But the only I think I think the only weakness was like I could they they knew their one like they always knew how to beat him because since he was I think he was bug and metal type. So like both bug and metal types have a weakness to fire. So he takes like four times damage from fire. So they'd always lead off with a fire type and like barbecue him before I could like do too many double teams. When I was watching the film again, like something I thought was kind of weird. It's like when they're in. Mewtwo's like cloning facility I was like this feels like a Zentradi spaceship because it's all like kind of like weird and huge and like kind of like semi-organic looking like did like do you have that feeling Derek I, I see what you're saying because like the the lighting is all you know it's got that kind of moody yeah. lighting and, and there are the greens and all that stuff and then you know since like when when Ash is trying to like save Pikachu like all the sort of like tentacle electronic stuff you know that tries to grab the pokeball away from him and everything so like i can i can see that i mean i i feel like like this film has certain anime tropes in it like that you could point to other movies where it, it feels like it's got like if you go to a buffet like there's little tastes of of other anime films sprinkled into it, but nothing so, you know, it's not like you sit there and go, oh, Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back is just like, you know, Macross the film, or what, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you can say it's a one-for-one, one, but, like, you can see, like, flavors of it, you know, that 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 are sort of sprinkled throughout the film. No, no, it, it always reminded me of is um Dr. Wheelow's lab from Dragon Ball Z movie two. Oh, yeah. yeah like, yeah, yeah. like yeah, it had all that. those like curved ribbed like surfaces yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I was even... watching, 
even even Mewtwo's like color palette. I mean, I I I feel like it's kind of like him and Frieza would like shop at the <laughs> yeah. same stores and stuff. You know what I mean? Like that they they kind of <laughs> well, share a similar color palette. Uh, so speaking of that, you know, like how I showed you last week, like um, Team Four Stars being doing those like lead up to the Cell games, like shorts where Perfect Cell is, like, waiting in his arena and, like, various anime characters come to, like, challenge him. Well, like, this week's, like, Ash Ketchum comes to challenge him. And, like, after they have their fight, like, Mewtwo flies by overhead and, like, Cell looks up and goes, Was that Frieza? (laughs) (laughs) You guys have any other observations about the film? Did you, um... Speaking of your avatar, Justin... Did you get like the exclusive like Egyptian Mew card when you saw the film? I did not, and I was very upset about <laughs> this. <laughs> I don't think anyone did at our showing. And like we see, like I, I know I've mentioned this before, but like when I was a kid, like I didn't get to go to the movie theater a lot. And I think somehow my brother ended up talking my mom into taking us like the opening weekend, so we should have got our cards. But I don't think anyone did, and I was kind of like. I felt better that no one got their cards, but still, I was like, "Where's my damn card?" Yeah. Did you get well, one? I I, I, w- I was lucky because uh, one of my friends' moms worked at a movie theater, so she pretty much got us like all like four or five like different exclusive cards, mm-hmm. like a piece, basically. So like like she literally like put a like. Uh, I forgot what it was like a like a a bag like a little gift bag of them like she was like here you go kids and there was like a dozen of like each card in it and I was like okay cool like I'll take them and like yeah there were like three or four of the Egyptian Mew cards in there so we each got one so now you know what happened to all your cards just <laughs> we took your we clearly we <laughs> took yours yeah now now you're making me feel like Anakin at the end of episode three I'm just like I hate you. <laughs> You're like burning to death, and I'm like waving my exclusive cards in your face. Like, <laughs> you are it's my over, Justin. Brother. It's over, Justin. I have the Egyptian muse. <laughs> the geographer you stands compares me superior. <laughs> but I mean, like, otherwise, like, yeah, like, I mean, aside from, like I said, that terribly forced dialogue at the end like i mean i like this movie i have a soft spot for it yeah i i I, like i said at the beginning of the whole you know the the very sort of deprecative criticism of it whether it's on rotten tomatoes or on like wikipedia pages stuff like that i'm just like you know fuck you rotten tomatoes you know like i'm just like dude this is fine like i mean you know it's it's not meant to be like super deep or anything like that and you know, I think, I think nostalgia plays some part in it, you know, like that, that, you know, it was one of the first anime films I saw in a, in a movie theater, you know, and, and I mean, I can understand, like, if, if you were not in the shit when it was going on and, and you can't appreciate it or it just wasn't your thing or you were too old to get into it or whatever it was, like, I can get that, like, that's fine, but I, I think for some of us who were just kind of like, you know, in, in, in the shit, you know, balls deep, you know, like, into it, you know, it's like, there's some, there's some fondness for it, and, I mean, I think, you know, the, the, the fact that it had a strong adversary in Mewtwo, and, and that I was, you know, following the ongoing series, and that it sort of, 
you know, led you by the nose into watching the film that, it, like Mike was saying, the original intent was to sort of lead up to this film as this kind of epic, you know, denouement, climax type scenario. Like, and, and I think it, it served its purpose as that. I mean, I think it was it was entertaining and fun and you know, I didn't mind revisiting this. Like this was, you know, it's a, it's a nice little distraction. And, 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 you know, I, I think the only stuff that I get kind of nervous about is the, the, the longer I watch these or, you know, maybe when it gets to the point where I'm not revisiting things I have seen where it's like brand new to me. Like I know eventually like the dub actors, like either change voices or, or they're different actors completely. And I know that always sort of drives me a little, a little baddie so that that kind of worries me but other than that i mean that doesn't really apply to this yeah, like, it still that... fits this still fits all my sort of my classic memories of those you know the film and the tv show and all that stuff so i'm 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 good with it and i'm i'm glad we um we got together and talked about it yeah i i like this movie it's not my favorite pokemon film we'll discuss that later on um, but I like it, and I hadn't seen it in several years, so I was kind of wondering like how well it, you know, it stands up. And I, I, you know, I still enjoyed it. I think it stands up, you know, kind of like Derek. It's like fuck Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. But uh, I guess I guess that's it for this episode of Big in Japan. As I said, it's my intent to discuss the remaining Pokemon movies, uh, which there are many. <laughs> But, Derek, if you were wanting to find us on the internet and contact us and say things to us, either nice or mean, or, you know, tell us not to fight, where would you find us? If you'd like to prepare for trouble and make it double, you can email us at fanhallspodcast <laughs> at right. We can be found on all kinds of social media, like Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Of course, we appreciate all the likes and feedback we receive there. If you've liked listening to Big in Japan, check out all our other spin-off shows like Transformers Tuesdays, Toku Thursdays, Mobile Suit Mondays. Sentai Saturdays, comic books, motherfucker, do you read them? And of course, we've got our Fan Holes podcast proper. And we are on iTunes. We appreciate any kind of five-star reviews there. They help get the show found and noticed. And we can be streamed on Stitcher Radio. So those are all the cool places to check us out and get in contact with us if you'd like to. Cool. And this is Justin signing off. This is Derek, Derek WC. Hey, it's Mike Thunderwing, and in the games I named my rival Butt Munch. <laughs> Butt Munch wants to fight. <laughs> Looks like the fan holes are blasting off again.
brother, my brother, tell me why we're fighting for. <laughs> my brother had that soundtrack, so like I, I like when that song hit in the movie, I was just like, oh god, I remember this. No. <laughs> Oh god! They had to shovel all that like pop into it, basically. I mean, even even the Pokemon song had like the the extra layer of pop. Yeah, version, you know, streamed into it. It's uh, and now the Pokemon theme song by John Williams. No, it's just like, you know, on the, on the TV show, it's just like, I want to be the very best, like no one ever was. But then, like, in the, the, the film version, it's just like, I, I want to be, yeah, the very best. You know, you're just like, all right, all right, calm down. Baby. Like no one ever was. <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, chill out, dude. It's not that cool. You know what I did forget though is like Rose Tyler has uh, a uh, a track on that album, like you know, because she was a pop oh, star. Oh, Billy Billy Piper. Yeah. <laughs> there is brought of a legend that when Pokemon cry, it brings you back to life. <laughs> but what do I know? Come on, kids, stay out of the rain. We'll have vodka. Oh my god, Oliver has been stabbed 40 times. Quickly, let us all gather around and Get cry. Get the Pokemon and cry. Oh yeah, I guess I guess if you haven't watched Arrow in two weeks, Derek, then you missed Bratva on ice. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> oh yeah. They, they had, I quit watching too. Okay, they they had a shootout in an ice skating ring. Oh, like, okay. Like, like in a hot... In a hot <laughs> Like the the friggin' Bratva lieutenants are all watching some ice like uh, some ice hockey game, and then like Oliver and his buddy like Anatoly come in, and Anatoly is like dual wielding pistols and stuff, and they're both like shooting it out with them the <laughs> hockey team. I want to be the Bratva best, like no one ever was. I double fist and shoot in ice rink. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we are all brothers. We brought va. He's brought va. Gotta shoot him He's my destiny. <laughs> I shoot him. He's my best comrade. <laughs> <laughs> he will never make me sad. He's <laughs> brought va. Eric, I command you to do a Bratva version of the Pokemon. <laughs> I'll have to do some, some, make some lyrics and stuff. Must you always butt into our business? Buffet. I want to drink the very best. What car there ever was? Touring Bell is my real test. Should others just because? I will travel off the island, searching far and wide. 
each brava to understand the monster that's inside. His brava gotta shoot him all. It's you and me. Oh no, it's my destiny. His brava, oh, you're my best friend in a world we must defend. His brava gotta shoot him all. Our so true. A courage will pull us through. You tattoo me and I tattoo you. Is Bratva. Gotta shoot them all. Gotta shoot them all. Yeah.